Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, everyone. I'm Julia Griffin of OneTrueSelf.com, and I'm subbing for Dr. Pat today. Welcome to the show. We have an incredible guest. Her experiences and her information on how you can have the same experiences will expand your reality. She is Christina Rasmussen, a well-known author and speaker who learned how to transcend grief and move into grace. She teaches this method, which we'll learn something about today as well as expansive methods to encounter the beauty and peace of the unseen spiritual world. If you're overcoming grief or just want to find a higher place of being and living, this is the show for you. So stay tuned. Let me tell you about Christina. She is an acclaimed grief educator, author of Second First and Where Did You Go? She is also the host of the Dear Life podcast, She's the founder of the Life Reentry Institute, and it's helped countless people break out of what she has coined as the waiting room of grief to rebuild their lives through her Life Reentry model. With this, she introduces a new model of grief based on the science of neuroplasticity. She describes grief as a catalyst for redefining identity and outlines the process of reentry or returning to life. Her mission is to change the way that we grieve, the way that we live, and how we define our potential in this life and the hereafter. She has consulted on the 2019 movie short Dream Wisher and is currently working on her first work of fiction as she believes that big change in an industry that has been left behind requires not only education and training but through traditional settings but also through media, movies, and entertainment. Her work has been featured at ABC News, Washington Post, Maria Shriver, and the White House blog. She currently works and lives in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Christina. I'm so glad to have you with us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And every time someone introduces me this way, I'm like, who are they talking about? It couldn't be me, but it is. So good to be here, Julia. It's wonderful. So tell us about your experience and how you became a grief educator, what led you into that field? So my journey has been quite um, a surprise for me as well. And it started out when I was in college in the UK, when I was doing my master's thesis, um, I decided to, to study grief. And I remember my professor at the time telling me, but Christina, you're such a happy person. Why in the world would you want to study grief? And I remember at the time telling her, I love people so much, I couldn't imagine losing them. And I want to find a way to help people who do lose their loved ones. So I did my master's thesis on the stages of bereavement, not knowing that just a very few years after that, my 35-year-old husband would die of stage 4 colon cancer. And as a result, you found a different way of dealing with grief. One of the important things that you say is that you experience a loss of self Mm -hmm. or identity after someone dies. I personally have experienced that sense of emptiness and instability after the loss of my father. And you describe this as being in a waiting room. I do know that it feels as though you're waiting for life to happen Was that your experience, or do you have a slightly different definition? Yes, so after he passed, Julia, I I felt like everything stopped. I I felt like an alien on on planet Earth. Like, it it was almost as if nothing or nobody could have ever prepared me for the, the catastrophic feeling that I was feeling every moment of the day. I had, we had two little girls, they were four and six years old, 
I had no job. I was a single mom. I thought my whole world was collapsing. And even though I was trained professionally, I studied grief. My master's is in counseling psychology. I was not prepared already to experience the devastation that that happens when you lose someone you love. So I went on a journey um, of my own. And when I thought I was actually uh, rebuilding my life and I was trying to find my way back, I got my a job, I went back to school, I did all the, I started dating, I did, I did, I, I was living, I was, I was, I was trying to live, but, n- but nothing, nothing that I did made me feel really any better. It was almost like I was experiencing life um, outside of myself. There were no feelings. I, I felt numb, even like years later. And that is when I started to understand where I really was. I resigned from my corporate job and I started my own private practice. And my experience of this stuckness mimicked the experience of my clients. So I coined the term the waiting room, which is the place we go after a loss has taken place that completely um, threw it. It, it, it literally lost, throws us out of the old life. And we think we're entering a new one, but we actually go in, in a place in between the old life and the new life. And millions of people, Julia, die thinking that's their second life. And all it is, it's a waiting room place. We go in there because of our grief and we stay there because of fear, because the brain trains itself to just need comfort instead of a new life. So it's easier to to stay in in a grief setting versus finding our way back to a life setting. So we stay there and we die there. And I know it sounds very dramatic to say that, but but there are so many people stuck in between the old life and the life they could have one day. And I think that's true on a broader level, which is people get stuck in their comfort zone. It becomes more comfortable than changing. But on an energetic level, because as an intuitive, I can see energy. I was very surprised to see, I mean, my father and I, before he was sick, we maybe talked once a month, but I learned that we had been exchanging energy on a daily level. And everyone who has children knows this. When you wake up in the morning, you think about them. Mm -hmm. You think, where are they? What are they doing? And you send them love. Well, I had never known that I was happy in the morning because he sent me love. So all of a sudden, you have all these different parts of you that no longer have a connection. You've been literally disconnected. And you don't know what to do. And there's no longer that energy source. And this is what I think is so amazing about your work, is you have a way of teaching people how not only to reconnect to who they've lost, but to reconnect to the energy source. And that's what I think is different and spectacular about your work. Oh, thank you, Julia. You know, (laughs) the book, Where Do You Go, was I was so afraid to write it because I felt that I was taking such a big risk, but this is what I believed in. This is, this was, this was something I, I, this, I created this model and I used it, the temple world, right? And my life reentry work was, was so significant for so many people. We, we, you know, I'm speechless when I talk about this because I was experiencing so much success and I was helping so many people with life reentry that I, thought that if I wrote this book, it it may take away some of my credibility because as Julia, as you know very well, when we step out of the um, traditional way of looking at death, we get a lot of hate and I certainly did get that. And and people don't like to, um, they didn't like that I removed myself out of that box that I put myself in. But I believe this so deeply. There are two important things in our life after loss. One is the reentry, how to to engage in life in in our physical reality again, and the other side is the spiritual side, and the side that we need. The question, where did you go, is one that never left me, and I had to find my own answer to it in my own way, and. And I had no choice, <laughs> let me tell you, Julia, but to write this book, I even had, uh, I, I tell people this, I had a, 
when I was writing, when I was actually, when I was doing the first pilot class before I wrote the book, I had a dream for the first time ever. I've never dreamt of God before. Um, I didn't consider myself as a very religious person either, but I dreamt that God came and grabbed me by the hand and I could see myself and God walking through a doorway. And God said, I'm here to take you in a new direction. And I remember waking up and I'm like, I can't believe this dream. This is so vivid and so weird and strange. And, and I started to trust that, that, that this was meant to be. And I was to write this book, no matter what happens to me afterwards. One of the interesting things that you talk about, and I think that this happens with everyone, a certain amount of time after a person dies, it's almost like the universe starts to communicate with you again. Maybe you're sitting on the porch looking at your roses and all of a sudden they're beautiful again, or a butterfly comes by and you notice it. That numbness starts to go away. And from reading your book, I assume that's how you started to wake up and find a way out of the waiting room. Is that correct? Well, the, I when I wrote that book, life reentry is the way I found my way out of my own waiting room. But the I was living a great life, and everything was was feeling wonderful, but something did remain. So that was a part of me that I hadn't really um, dealt with the spiritual part. So I wouldn't say that I was um, I found my way out of the waiting room when I was doing this work. But I felt complete after when I started um, entering this energy field, this this what I call the temple world. And I'm smiling here. I know you can't see it because and we will talk about this experiencing the temple journeys and the temple world is unlike anything I've ever experienced. It has it, it has taken my life into in a completely different height. And this is why I said to myself, I, f I actually felt um, uh, hypocritical if I didn't write this book, if I hid that part of me from my audience. And, and that's why I wrote it. it was the final piece. Let's, let's say it this way. It was, for me, it was the final piece to feel complete. And this is a result of the experience of finding the force, of finding the light, mm -hmm. of finding the love. Yeah. And that is available for everyone, but we could describe it forever. And it wouldn't take you there. It's opening up yourself. And everyone sees and feels the same things, but they're highly individual experiences from what I found. Yes. The, and one of the, you know, I, I believe every human being is able to access the world beyond everyone, everyone. Uh, I, I don't, uh, people always ask me, um, questions that are that they may not like the answers they ask me for example when i'm doing book signings or and and having workshops oh i i when i was when they're a young child they used to see people who were not longer alive and and they would say christina don't you think i'm gifted now we always say everyone is gifted that mm -hmm. the people there's for some people it's easier than others but i believe practice and belief as long as we have those two things Everyone can experience their own journey. We are made the same way. And, and intuition is, is part of every individual on this planet, Julia, don't you think? Oh, definitely. We all have that potential. We all have the universe waiting for us. If it takes more practice, so what? Right? <laughs> that light is there and it's waiting. And I think that and sometimes when I do, when I run the workshops, the temple, um, the temple journeys, you know, um, let's, or when someone buys the book, because the book, the, where did you go book? It's, you basically take the book and you can experience the journey. So you don't have to come to a class with me. You don't have to, I don't have to do anything. You, you have access to the whole journey. And, and sometimes people write to me, say, Christina, I, I went through the doorway, which is the first step and nothing happened the first time. And I always mm -hmm. say, imagine it will, how long, sometimes it will take us a long time to remove the physical reality that is set in, our, in the way that we live. It takes practice and training for our brain to let go of this realism that, that it believes that it's, it's true and it's real and it is and it's a hologram. But, and for some people, that is the difference. So for some people, it's immediate. 
the experience, the, the world beyond. And for some people, it takes time. And there is, Julia, a small number of people that, and I find it, this fascinating, and I would love your opinion on this, a small number of people, a small percentage, no matter how much they try, they cannot seem to get there. And it's not because they can't. It's just there's a block of some sort. And what do you there are think two, that is? Yeah, there are two ways of seeing that. One is that it's karma from past lives. Mm. But we say if it is karma, just the act of imagining and yeah. making the effort will eventually take you there. The other part is you have to expand your belief and you have to let go. Yeah. And letting go of this reality is most difficult for some people. Very difficult. And it's so hard for them because, especially when they're in a group of people uh, that are experiencing connection, and I also call it making new memories with our loved ones. I really believe in that. And people think that's extreme to say, but I believe in it. So they're seeing everyone else having these experiences. And when they don't experience it, they don't experience the same thing, you can imagine it can be devastating. And I always say to them, you can't do it. It's just It may take longer. But you can't give up because and, and if this no you can't this, give up and this practice might not work for you find what works there's other ways right there's many ways to experience this many many ways and some people have it in dreams some people have it because a book falls off a shelf yes. um some people have it because all of a sudden that person's favorite song is playing on the radio and you just know they're thinking of you yes exactly and, and so it's an, always there it is, it is, and, and I think that, that we have, as long as we believe, <laughs> the thing is, Julia, I now, because of all the research and the thousands of people who have had this journey, my own experiences, I have found myself in a place where I have no doubt that this world here, the physical reality, is a very small portion of the bigger. I totally bigger agree. Body. Let's hold that thought. Let me tell everyone we're talking with Christina Rasmussen about communicating with those who have transitioned, how to find that world, and encounter grace and peace. You can find Christina at secondfirst, that's an S on the end, dot com. When we come back, we'll find out about how Christina learned to communicate with her husband and access more of the unseen world and how you can do it too. Let's go to break now. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hi, I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the hosts of Inner Bloom Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about spirituality and intuitive development. Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life. Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you 
and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Hello, everyone. I'm Julia Griffin at OneTrueSelf.com, OneTrueSelf.com, and I'm subbing for Dr. Pat today. We have a very special guest, Christina Rasmussen, who will tell us how she learned to communicate with those who have transitioned and how to connect more deeply with the spiritual world. So stay with us. So, Christina, you found this wonderful way to find your husband after he died, Mm -hmm. and that helped with the sorrow and grief. I think that this partially happened because you were continually asking, where did he go? It's been my experience that the universe answers if we stay for a question, if we stay with a question. For example, I kept telling myself, awaken, awaken now. And I had this huge awakening experience because we learn to keep our minds focused on a spiritual question. But tell me what happened as you worked through this. I, uh, you know, the... I'm so glad you're asking this question because the amount of people who've said to me, Christina, when I saw your book with the title, where'd you go? The question, it's the question so many people are asking the, the exact question. I always get chills. I'm getting chills right now. It, the first time I asked this question was the moment that he passed. And I remember sitting next to him when he passed and I had read all these very traditional books about, you know, the soul leaves the body. And, and I remember looking up as if I would see something and I didn't see anything. And as time went by, as the years went by, I realized that, and from everything I started to read and learn was that his energy just expanded out. It's not that it's going up. It just fills the whole space around you. And I started experiencing things and feeling things that allowed me to understand not only where he went, but my own mortality and my own questions about reality. After you experience a devastating loss, such as the loss of of a child, a, a spouse, a parent, a sibling, you question everything and it changes who you are. It changed me so dramatically that if I hadn't said yes to this quest, basically reading every book on quantum mechanics and (laughs) my favorite, the holographic universe, I've read it three times. Every, Every book that I could find to explain to me what is reality made of, what is the the, the thing that we think is nothing around us. What happens when we die? Not only from this traditional religious point of view, I needed more, Julia. I needed a lot more. And I certainly found it. And my journey through had to be my own. And this is how the temple world was created. It had to become my, my way of putting all this information all this research, all these experiences together to create this this pathway to the beyond, mm-hmm. even though we're not really going anywhere. I mean, we are. it's here. It's where we are. Actually, we're not really here. <laughs> you know this, right? We're not really here. <laughs> I do but, know this, yes, you I know. know. we're not here. We are, we are there. But where we have we a are. body, so our body yeah. thinks we're here. Let's exactly. go with that. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, because who knows why, but I always can see and hear from the dead. Most of my life I have. Um, 
from what I've seen, some people stay quiet for some time. You don't hear from them. Some people go into intense healing. Um, other people relive bad experiences in a good way and so that they understand the energy behind them. Some people think that they see family members when they get there, and others go into the light. Um, what do you see or what do you know? Because you've worked with a lot more people mm-hmm. than I have. You know, this is a great question. Actually, I don't think anyone has asked this before of me, and I love it so much. So I'm going to try and, and, and phrase it the best way I can. A lot of the time when when we are reaching out towards them, when we are seeking them, we're seeking them from this very human, physical way of being. So that... Um, what we receive a lot of the time is very human, very third dimension. When we let go of all the, um, as much as we can. Coloring. Of, of, what did you say? Jane? I said the coloring, the way we color yes. the person in our mind. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect word. All this, you know, beliefs of what we're supposed to see, what they're supposed to experience. When we just let go completely and we really step into that energy, then we connect and have experiences, and I call them new memories, without anything else, but but literally being with them without the presence of the physical body and and experiencing that and being in in the inside love. It, it's, it's love that transcends time and space and takes us there. And um, And the thing is, some people see them physically other people's uh, Mm -hmm. experienced light and energy and i'll tell you one thing and i've heard this from thousands of people the one thing that has been a constant people when they start taking these journeys they actually see people they've never met there as Mm -hmm. and, and i when it was started when it started happening to me before i started the the pilot groups the classes the before the readers before the book I couldn't believe that I was seeing people I've never met, literally complete strangers. And then as the, as the work started to find its way to other people, one of the main things people say, who are all those people waiting for me right at the doorway? And my response to that is that when we try to reach to the so-called other side, I don't like to use that word, to to the invisible world, let's say it this way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we, there's a light about us. There's, there's energy that we create that is being felt and seen from the invisible world. And they gather around us. They gather, they're here, they want. And, and people say always, oh, I'm waiting for signs from our, my loved one. And I always say, what about us reaching out? to them. It shouldn't be one way street. This is not a one sided mm-hmm. relationship, right? This is, this is right. about us reaching out to them and us finding our own way to transcend the physical reality so we can get to them and connect with them. And they could be part of our soul group. You know, everyone who is awakened and awakening, there are a number of people that you work with. I know in a dream, sometimes I meet them in different locations. And it seems to have a lot to do with working with energy. Yeah, and, and, you know, when it it started to happen to me um, outside of the temple journey, for me, the temple world uh, is is a safe space that that is created. It's almost like a cocoon. Only good energy, this light beingness, this this feeling of of bliss and euphoria lives in there. And and when I was running some of my big classes, I would go to bed at night, Julia, and I would be awakened by people who had passed. And I Mm -hmm. didn't find that. um, The first time it happened, it jolted me so much. I didn't want to experience it this way. So I had, after it happened a few times, <laughs> I had to basically go to the temple world and said, if you want to connect with me, it has to be here. And you have to also look for your people. I am not here as an, um, a medium or intuitive. This is not, I am here as a guide, a guide so mm-hmm. people can, can find their own way to connect because everyone can do but this. This, is, but, but this is really great advice for people yeah. who are easily intuitive. 
Yes. Or for people who pick up on this, you've probably had someone who wanted to visit with you for a few days and had to send them up to the light. This is a way to avoid it. I will say that one time I had um, a near-death experience, and this most amazing, incredible, and huge light was coming for me. I mean, I couldn't believe it was even interested in me because I was a speck compared to it. But, I mean, it just loved me so intensely. And I asked to come back, and I did. But I very much had that experience that you're talking about of becoming a different person. And it really made it so that the spiritual became my journey. I'd always been interested in it, but it was such an overwhelming force after that. Yes, it is overwhelming, isn't it? It is, um, and I, and I think that for me, and and I'm glad that the universe respects my wishes. That that I, this book is is a guide. There is not going to be another book that I write that is about this topic. This is it. This is this is my my way of contributing to the world, to the universe, to the connection, to the love that people have and lose. And, 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 and I hope that I have to tell you though, Julia, when I, when I sent, when I said, no, I don't want to be awakened like that in the middle of the night, this is not okay with me. I felt guilt that I was sending them away. And then I added the rest that, I, I developed a doorway, a pathway. Go there. This is where your loved ones will be waiting. Not here. Send them the book. You know, I was, and, and people <laughs> would say to me, Christina would be at the bookstore. And all of a sudden, literally, your book would just, just after, I, after I, I would see it, I couldn't pull away from it. And I, I would say, that's right. That was my intention. The book will find you. And when the book finds you, then you can learn how to do this and find your way there, but not through me not through me well there are two incredibly important points that you just made you're talking about um lost love and your book really shows that it's not lost love there is a way of reconnecting with this love and feeling it really as often as you're willing to do the exercise the other part is that with spiritual gifts you can ask that they be changed for example i started seeing everyone's aura, which if you think about what most people are thinking about, average people, and you're working with the public, it's really not something you want to see. So I said, okay, I don't want to do this. I only want to do this if I'm helping someone and I'm in session. And I don't see them anymore unless I ask to. So there is a lot going on with intuitive gifts that people don't understand. You can change it. And I, and that was my lesson as well. And and I wanted to be in control of when this would happen, just like you said. Because in people who who haven't experienced this, they don't understand why would you want it, wish it away. And I wasn't wishing it away. I just, it was so, like you said, I love the word you use, overwhelming. It was overwhelming for me. It was actually scary at times. It would wake me up. I would have people who are gone literally shake me to wake like I I, I it was too much and, and I couldn't understand and it would only happen Julia and that was interesting it would happen when I would run these bigger classes because the portal we were opening let's say you know 150 people the, the, the portal we would open was was vast there was multiple people going through these journeys together at the same time so in the last in the last class and in the last live uh, journey session that I did with a lot of people around the world, it didn't happen, which I was very grateful for. It, I was able to guide people in, but I did not experience anything unexpected. Well, you revised your talent, and that, that's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to be so open yes. to the spiritual world to the point that it's uncomfortable. You just ask that it be rewritten, and you're listened to because the universe wants us to go there in a way that we're happy is my belief about that. One of the really fascinating things about your book is that, you know, if we just look at the journeys, they're like so happy and so fascinating and so whimsical almost. And then if I read your explanation of it, it's so deep. (laughs) You know, people say to me also, I, I had to trust how this was evolving. And of course, people buy this book to connect with their loved ones. But 
but it, it hides a lot. I, I don't like the word manifestation, but mm-hmm. this is a, a word to describe this. Halfway through the book, it, basically when where we go when we die is also where we go to create and to 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 experience the observer effect. It, it, you know, the heavens or the, the, this um, two-dimensional realm of pure energy that is vaster than what we can possibly uh, perceive is where home is, is where everything's connected and everything is possible. Everything, every reality, every alternate universe, every possible uh, life choice is there. So when, when I got to the temple of the universes, I remember thinking to myself, my God, you know, this is, this is a, yes, about connecting with our loved ones, but then it's also about co-creating life and connecting uni- with the universe in a different way. And people are always surprised about what this book really is. Um, and someone said to me, why did you hide it? And I said, I didn't hide it. Our quest to connect with our loved ones, I believe, is one of the most fascinating ways to get to the depths of of energy to the source it's a different drive it's a different energy when we go there with love in the way oh, that it definitely is and i don't think that there's any way to get into co-creation in a positive way except through love yes and the people yeah. that we loved and lost that's a very strong vibration so let's stop here we tell them we're talking about What happens after death? We're talking about the temple room where many things are possible. Um, Spiritual gifts, what you can do with them, how you can edit them, so to speak, and the quantum field. And we'll talk about more when we come back. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. 
Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hello, everyone. I'm Julia Griffin at OneTrueSelf.com, O-N-E-TrueSelf.com, and I'm sobbing for Dr. Pat. We're talking with Christina Rasmussen about the way in which she learned to expand her reality, heal, and communicate with those who have transitioned. Additionally, we're going to talk about how her studies led into understanding of the quantum field and a wider set of realities. So, Christina, an important part of your book is accepting the idea that reality isn't what we think it is, and it's truly a series of projections and beliefs. If this is true, it stands to reason that we can enter many worlds in the spiritual or unseen world. So tell us a bit about your experience and how this works. So we are, there's one of the things that I have loved experiencing and learning about, there's something called the observer effect, which tells us that whenever we measure something or look at something or observe something, we actually change it. And without the observer, without us, without you, Julia, without me here, none of this would be here. So when the deeper we went, the deeper I explored this reality, I stumbled upon this parallel world where our choices, our observations, our um, beliefs, what we uh, experience and what we see can actually alter our lives completely. Some people call it co-creation with the universe. I call it observation. When there's a step in the temple world where we enter the temple of the universes, the multiverse, and we collapse, the word collapse is actually very important. We collapse the versions of our lives that we don't want. We, we literally, I'm moving my hands up in the air now, we shut them down. And we enter this place where we observe the best version of our life. And we don't dictate that observation. We just set that intention. And the moment we say, I, I am looking at the best version of, of my life, the most profound, incredible thing happens. The best version of our life does show up right there. And we see it. And we, and, and we, we find our way there without us doing anything but observing it. And Julia, the things that we observe in that depth of the of the temple of the universe actually show up in the physical reality oh i've had that experience as well and the interesting thing to me is that just when i would start observing it or pulling that up and meditating on it i would notice how my energy would almost double and how good and hopeful i would feel and i say to people this is a sign that you've hit the right imagery when you have that feeling Yes, and, and it's, uh, you know, I remember a lot of the interviews I've done on this, people ask me, are you afraid there's going to be bad energy or negative energy in, in where you go? And I say, and I always say this to the interviews and to the people who, who go through these journeys, there is, it's a different experience. I believe, I believe in an invisible world of light and very, very high vibration. So when we enter that place, we enter it in this observation, in this way of being and believing, just like you said, Julia, the words you just use, even if those words that you just said also have a very, very high vibration. The words I use for the temple of the, the, the temple journeys have very high vibrations as well. So there is, we're protected by light in, in the, to say it in a traditional way. And this is such an important thing to know. If you go out into the quantum field and you're working with higher vibrations like love and light and good intent, you are going to have good experiences Yes, because you're attracting those things to you. And it's a, it's, it's an extraordinary uh, euphoric uh, moment. A lot of people who take these journeys, 
they always come back and say, I feel so good right now. I feel great. I experienced this. I saw this. I felt this. And, and that, it's almost like we take that feeling of high vibration and bring it here in the physical reality and we stay with it for as long as we can. And it that higher vibration actually changes our physical reality. Oh, it definitely does. And, you know, if we think about it, there's light behind every particle. When you're at a higher vibration, those particles start to move and they carry more light. So your reality is actually transcending or transforming into a higher vibrational reality just from that brief experience. Oh, my gosh. You know, yes, if we want to think about material existence. Yeah, and, and, and why I had to, to, to say yes to publishing this book because... How could I not share like this truth that I was experiencing, that I, I experienced? There's a, I'm smiling again here because after the step of the temple of the universe, there's the step of the mirror. And Julia, I have to tell you, I remember, you know, creating the step, writing the step in and thinking, I wonder what people would think about this, but it's actually such a significant step. Every time someone steps in front of that mirror, they actually see themselves in ways they didn't expect. Some people see mm -hmm. themselves in other lifetimes. Other people see themselves younger, older. Behind them, they see people they've lost just standing right behind them in front of the mirror. They receive information about themselves. They receive memories they have forgotten. It is the mirror experience in the temple is unlike anything else i experienced a i looked in the mirror and you know before we went live you talked about how surprising this journey can be i looked in front of the mirror and i saw myself as a japanese queen and i'll tell you i've never been to japan i was never interested in japan before <laughs> there was nothing in my head <laughs> nothing mm -hmm. nothing in my mind about japan and it just blew me away when i saw it I couldn't believe it. Another aspect of yourself came in. I say that, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about past lives per se, but I will tell you everyone has holograms of them. Yes. And as you make changes in your life and you grow and expand, you may see things that you're letting go of, or you may see moments when you were profound or beautiful or magnificent. It's yes. there for everyone. It is, and, and it makes you feel also more confident about yourself, you're reminded mm -hmm. of, of your immortality, of the, of the timelessness of your soul. Um, one of the experiences that I have when I'm in the temple of the universe is that there's a vast library of the books I've written, not only in this lifetime, but in many. The first time I saw it, Julia, I was reminded that this is who I am. And, and I've been there before and I will continue to to be this writer, this teacher, this person, even when I run away from it quite often. <laughs> but it gave me this, it gave me this like, um, just um, almost like a memory of knowing about who I, I, I have been and who I am. And it, it, nothing, nothing can give you that out in the physical reality, the way that it comes. No, but it, re it revealed your true identity. Uh. Like the um, Japanese cone, what was my face before I was born? And I meditated on that for a long time. And I saw all the people I had been through different lifetimes, but I realized there was a similarity, a wholeness within each one. And that was who I really was. It's amazing. It's extraordinary. And everyone deserves to have these experiences because we've all, we are all the same. We're all made the same. And, and I do hope that people whether it's through where'd you go or through any other method or, or by themselves, however people do this, I hope they say yes to their own journeys in the world beyond. I really do. Well, I think we're all meant to have that wider view of the world. And, and somehow I truly believe that we're meant to go into the quantum field and to learn how to change things so that things are coming in in a higher vibration. And I don't exactly understand the big picture of that, but the feeling for that is so strong. And that was something that really drew me into your work was an understanding of the quantum field. And she writes it so well in the first part of her book. And it's definitely something for people to look at. The other thing is, 
don't we all want to visit some place where there's more love? <laughs> yes. I mean, and that is for sure. There's a lot of love there and love is is invisible in the same way as the temple world. And people say to me, why did you call it the temple when everything in there is, is all about science and the quantum world? The, wor- the word came and it wouldn't leave me. I, it was it was meant to be called the temple world. And I, I don't have the exact answer for that. Maybe I never will, but I found um, proof that the, te- the, the word temple carries, I think, a lot of energy and, and why I think it's, it was meant to be part of this. I can feel that, and I can feel that through time, and I think so many of us did spend time in temples, the ones, that, you know, the people who are awakening. I think the other concept that people need to remember is that it is always possible to choose a more positive, more wonderful world to live in, and it can be co-created. And I yes. think we for, tend to forget that. And, and you know, Julia, I, I've asked this myself. If, if we were not meant to find the quantum world, the quantum field, we wouldn't have access to it. We, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We, we, we would be made uh, just with this physical reality. There wouldn't be anything else. And, be, and the re, there is a reason why it's there, and we're supposed to go and explore it and, and use it for our well-being and for this journey that we're all on. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. I agree. I am, I am so sure that you're right, and I feel like that's the next journey, the next frontier. And I thank you so, so much for telling us about it. All of this information and how to take journeys into these places of being are in Christina's wonderful book, Where Did You Go? Christina, tell us about how our listeners can find you, your classes, and your books. The the main site that I use all the time is christinarasmussen.com. I have a, also a podcast called the Dear Life Podcast. Um, for anything about life reentry, lifereentry.com. But christinarasmussen.com will have the schedule for my classes. But the books, Where Do You Go and Second First, will literally, you won't even need anything else. Just those books will, will literally transform your life. And I hope everyone takes on these journeys and has their own experiences with them. And thank you, Julia, for having me today. I enjoyed every single second of it. Oh, it has been such a joy. And thank you so much for being with us, for expanding our awareness, for teaching us how to go into places where we haven't been before. So if you want to find me, I'm at onetrueself.com, onetrueself.com. I'm Julia Griffin. You can sign up for the weekly newsletter on my website and receive many tips about using your energy, creating things in life, and developing on a spiritual level. So thank you all so much for listening, and have a wonderful week.